Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Guten Abend, meine Herren, Damen und Herren. Herzlich willkommen aus Another Digital Citizen. That's was my German. That's the only thing I know in German, approximately. Uh, yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another digital citizen. I am Fro, and uh, with me I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Or guten Abend. We all, uh, yeah, I, I think everybody in America says guten Tagen for some reason, but is it how guten did, Tag? Uh, there we go. Is that different? Yes. I don't know German. No, that's good day. Guten Abend is is uh, night, so it's night here. So oh, right. it's morning here though. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so uh, does that yeah. work still? If you're saying it to me, I don't know. Well, I guess you weren't saying it to me. You were saying it to the people. To I, the people. I was saying it to the people. Hashtag the people. If you're one of those people that haven't like told your parents or your loved ones about this amazing podcast do it sharing is caring we never say that anymore and unless you're watching email. unless you're listening to us in the morning and then you you turn it off and listen to it only at night because he said guten tag <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yes uh you can also email us at another digital citizen uh at gmail.com we never say that anymore uh, either or you can follow us at uh on Twitter. I don't remember our Twitter handle right now. <laughs> I think it's uh, at Podcast ADC. At Podcast ADC, yeah. I think that's what it is. See, this, this happens when you take away segments of the thing that we never do anymore because it's so silly, because it never uh, relates to anything. We never get any emails and no one follows us on Twitter. <laughs> Well, we have a lot of followers. They're just not. Uh, I won't. I don't think most engaging. of them. Are, yeah, engaging with the with us. Yeah. You can also follow another digital citizen on Facebook. I'm assuming. Yeah, I would say we have the most. Yeah. Engagement there sometimes, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, there are things and stuff on those platforms <laughs> that you can look at and listen to uh -huh. some songs, those kind of things. Uh -huh. News articles, interesting tid mm -hmm. tidbits, tidbits, mm -hmm. memes. Mm -hmm. There's probably memes on there memes. occasionally. Memes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some Queen Elizabeth memes on there that somebody probably posted on the Facebook. Oh, has something happened with her? I heard that there was like some small news about the royal family. Yeah. Um, really? Hmm. Yeah, I never heard that. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that it was gigantic news around the entire world, but the no. Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, long-serving British monarch, has died at the age of 96. This happened last <gasps> week on Thursday. Uh, she died... What did she die of? It says she died peacefully. That's all it says. Are you sure it wasn't the rock climbing ex accident? A rock climbing? Is that what you think it was? Yes. It was she, she was uh jet boarding on like a <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, we shouldn't make fun of the queen. 
because then we will be banned and people will not like us in England. I'm very sorry in England that your queen is dead. I'm sorry that I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean, you actually do, like, you, you can relate better than I could ever relate because you actually do have a king and queen in Norway, right? Right. I mean, like, what it... What would would the feeling be the same as they they have some people have in uh, England and in I guess in the UK in in Norway, in Norway if the if, king if yeah. king or queen died yes oh okay but it wouldn't be as much as it is in England well you didn't uh, try to take over half of the world and put people in slave in slavery <laughs> steal all the jewels and stuff. <laughs> We tried with Vikings, but they didn't succeed. That's the problem. I think that was a different time period, too, where people didn't, like, have a concept of, like, uh, morality necessarily as much during the Viking times, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of our kings were named Eric Bloodaxe. I mean, I definitely... I've seen a lot of articles, like, the first day or so, a lot of very... um, you know, somber, very just like showing what what she did in her past and the good things that mm-hmm. the queen did. Which there was a number of things, longest reigning queen ever. Um, it's a, uh, but you know, in the following days, more and more starts to come out, and people are like, "Well, yeah, but she did this, and she reigned over England when this happened, and." Uh, Jewels, all the jewels on, you know, most of the royal jewels are stolen from different countries and things. Um, And then, you know, discussion of, is this whole monarchy thing still necessary at at this point in history? Do we need this anymore? I mean... My my answer is no. (laughs) If someone was wondering, no, we don't. I mean, I I still remember when our our last king died, King Olaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so it had to be yeah. I was probably eight or nine or something. Um, he's pretty old, our king, uh, and uh, I remember like uh, there were were like. A car that drove drove uh, the casket and things like that, but it right. was one day, and we were over it. I, I, I have. We still have like news articles about it today, uh, about the queen. So right, of course, yeah. it's a bigger, it's a much bigger deal if the queen of of England dies than the king of Norway. Like you said, there's uh, the part of history, and also, like, she has uh, reigned, what was it for, like, 70 years or something? And she was 93 years old? Yeah, I, yeah, it was the longest reign of any monarch uh, of England, I know that. Or years old, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly how long it was. Uh, it says she ascended and the throne on February 6, 1952... Over right. seventy-year-long reign, yeah, you were right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But I think my biggest problem with the whole thing is that they now have King Charles the Third. I mean, I I think it's more problematic that than her her reign. Uh, if you ask me, 
it should have probably ended with this queen. I think it's very, very, very strange that we now have King Charles the Third. Uh, well, I still think that could happen. I think I think that the sentiment is out there now. It's of like should maybe that the monarchy doesn't need to be taken away, but some of the power that is uh, power and money that is um, put into the monarchy. Uh, right needs to be taken away. It could still be a nice that, little like the money tourist part. tourist thing, you know, for people yeah. coming to England. They go, they check out the palace, whatever this and that. But tourist thing. That's a, and that's a, as much as it should be, probably. Uh, yeah, and it's definitely a money thing. Like for for me, I I hate that a lot of my taxes go to the royal family. I like. Okay, in principle, this is uh, so. I have a very principle view of of things when it comes to the royals. Okay, I don't think you're born to rule. I don't think that uh, whether you're born a king or queen should decide that you have uh, a people to rule over. I think that is principally undemocratic. And well, I definitely it's, undemocratic. That goes without saying. Yes. I, but just the yeah, the concept of because I have uh, blood of a specific family right. uh, lineage that makes me better, makes better me a than good you. Ruler. Yeah, yeah, or just you know uh, somehow ascended above like normal a normal person. Uh, yeah, I think anybody in the right mind in 2022 would go. That's not normal. Like. That's cult leader shit. When you think it, like, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I find it also a little like problematic that uh, the police take uh, people away that are protesting during uh, the uh, the funeral, the funeral uh, procession. Uh, so the the casket were like sent along. Uh, uh, a road and people were like standing there and like looking at the queen and like waving goodbye and people were like uh, yelling at Andrew you're a prick <laughs> Andrew <laughs> and things like that and uh, also people were taken away with signs where with hashtag not my king things like that that was like taken away and I, I understand like you 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 have to have some uh, well, I mean, some, they, uh, it's a yeah. funeral, so there is like some yes. level of decorum. I mean, did they decorum. did they yes. arrest those people, or did they just kind no. of escort them away and say, "Hey, that's not Esca cool, bro"? Yeah, kind escort of. them away. Well, yeah. okay, I don't have, I don't mind if they arrested them and put them in jail. I would be like, that's totally unacceptable. But sure. just being like, "Hey, this is like a funeral," you know, don't <laughs> right. yell things at people, even though. Uh, he is a horrible person and probably should... Like, he shouldn't have been there in the first... I understand that, like, it's his relative uh, and that, you know, he's part of the family, but you're at... Like, at this point, it's basically proven... Or not proven, but it's basically known what he's what he did and what he's done. So right. having him there doesn't make the, doesn't make the family look good. It's like no. bringing him back into the fold. One thing I, I did read here, it says... In a specific sense, the concept of free speech generally does not exist as a fundamental right within 
the country of England, British citizens have a negative right to freedom under the expression under common law. So, like, uh, mm. they don't have the same freedom of speech rights like we do to, like, yell things in the middle of the right. street. Yeah. And also that, like, now they they now have the casket on watch and people can come there and take, like, pay their respect and BBC is sending it live so so people can watch it and things like that. There's a lot of hoops. Is it an open casket? No. Okay. <laughs> right, that's... Well, I mean, it's not, it's not un... Like, it's been done before with many other leaders in other sure. countries where they do the open casket and every everybody comes and sees it and stuff, yeah. But yeah, of course, I, I mean, I, I she's now going to lay in in-state, as they call it, in Britain, in uh, Westminster Hall for four days and people will... Yeah, usually we, we try not to cover, like, what do we... Celebrity deaths or things like that because we no. find it a little... Um, we don't want to, like... Uh, I think it all started in 2016 when there was so many celebrity deaths, like, every week. There was, like, five. Right. And we were like, this yeah. is just getting too much. We can't, like, just fill the entire news segment with just that. Or we can't decide, right. oh, is this person more important than that person at, when they die? You know right. what I mean? Who do we cut from the news? Who do we keep in the news? But I think the Queen is one of those uh, special case scenarios, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it would be a little bit weird if we didn't cover talk this, about it, be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Fair. But but I know I maybe sound a little disrespectful for her. I have no nothing but respect for her family. I'm sure they are mourning and everything is sad. But I have also the right to say that I principally don't think this should go on. I principally do think that. Uh, we are in 2022 and don't have a need for a royal family in, right now. I can see how it was needed back then. Right now, I don't. Uh, I just I think the the lineage of it is is horrible in the sense that like it, all the terrible things that it it's done. It's crazy mm. to see people come out and be like, not defend it, but be, you know, uh, glorify it glorify the monarchy mm -hmm. when we know all the terrible shit that the monarchy has done over the last hundred, few hundred years or whatever, so um, yeah, and then the the Hamilton tweet was also hilarious, where they oh my God. they tweeted that out, like, uh, so God save the queen or something like that, and it's like right. Hamilton, you are a, this is a play about <laughs> overthrowing the monarchy what are you, what are we doing here, guys? You gotta make up your mind yeah. which side are you on? Which side are you on? <laughs> but yeah, no, seeing that IHOP and, and like stupid comp companies like, oh, we respect the Queen so much, REP, it's like, it's, it's silly. But uh, talking about silly, uh, Queen Impersonator retires out of respect after 34 years. Tell me about, about this. A Queen Elizabeth lookalike has decided to quit after 34 years of impersonations, but said her life will always remain intertwined with the Queen. A wave of mourning spread across Britain as the Queen's death was announced on Thursday. 89-year-old Mary Reynolds? Reynolds, who lives in Epping, Essex, was among the Britons glued to the television. Reynolds started working as a Queen lookalike in 1988, 
but was first told about the striking resemblance when she was 17? Jeez. Yeah. She must have been an old-looking 17-year-old, right? <laughs> yes. Have you seen this lady? She looks exactly like the queen. It's uh, a little silly. I don't think I have. Is there a picture here? Let me see. No. No, there isn't. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, I guess it makes sense that you would, like... You've been doing it for that long. It's the, This is the best time to be like, okay, it's time to to wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, like, you could do it for a few more years and get, a, like, a little more out of it, but uh, she probably... I bet she's done doing the impression, too. She's probably like, I'm so over this. <laughs> After 34 years? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, Olivia Colman that uh, played the Queen for the Netflix The Crown said uh, in the Toronto Film Festival on Sunday that she made a promise as a young woman that she absolutely kept uh, such uh, with such dignity and that she would not play her anymore, as I understood. Oh, okay. So. Hmm. But yeah, no. I saw that. Uh, I saw a tweet, or I think it was the Onion or something like that. Actor from <laughs> from the Crown dies. That was kind of funny. Uh, what is not as funny is uh, my neighbor country of Sweden. Uh, they just had an election. I'm not very, very, very happy about their election results to say it mildly and we will talk a little about that because the sweden election put anti-immigration sweden democrats center stage uh the democratic prime minister magdalena anderson accepted defeat on wednesday after a close-fought election handing the four-party right-wing opposition block a victory a handful of votes remained to be counted, but Anderson, who became Sweden's first woman prime minister last year, said the results showed that the right had won. I therefore tomorrow asked the speaker to relieve me of my post, she said. Um, the moderates, Swedish, Sweden Democrats and Christian Democrats, oh, and liberals, had held a one-seat lead on Sunday, but... Uh, but look like it's getting 176 seats in the 349-seat parliament. Uh, the results still have to be officially confirmed. Uh, that'll happen this weekend, so we don't... Like, it's not official yet, but she's already accepted defeat. Like, it's already right. in motion. Yeah. I mean, 98 of the percent of the votes are counted, so she lost by three seats. Three seats? That... That is narrowing. That uh, I mean, you you can't come any closer. But uh, I think uh, what is uh, my biggest problem, of course, is that uh, we have the Sweden Democrats, uh, a, 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 a name for a party that doesn't really, <laughs> their party name doesn't really relate what they <laughs> they are after. Uh, so I mean the other uh, party that's uh, in the coalition is called the Liberals also so right yeah so a very like small uh, um, introduction to history when it comes to the Sweden Democrats they were based on neo-Nazi uh, beliefs and build 
uh, their platform on that for uh, some years. And when they wanted to be taken serious, they like threw all of their uh, neo-Nazi members out of the the party. But it still has a very anti-immigration yes stance very very problematic stance in in the whole if you ask me they're very uh a party that i i really 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 don't like and they are now swedish the sweden's uh next to the biggest party and uh without them it it would not have any change in 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 who becomes prime minister and that means that they will now have uh, the power to actually change things in Sweden. they right. have never been at, at at power and what scares me is when people like that comes to power because that uh, has happened before cough cough germany yeah i mean do these people um what's a good word for it do they are they smart enough to get things done like as a party uh, yes. and a coalition. Okay, well that's scary then. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we had Trump, but he's an idiot, so he couldn't get anything done. So <laughs> <laughs> So we got lucky in that sense. Uh, yeah, Ukraine. Let's move over there. Uh, mm. Ukraine has taken full control of 4,000 square kilometers uh, after recapturing ter- territory from Russia. Uh the territory recaptured from Russian forces is stabilizing another 4,000 square kilometers, uh, Zelensky said in an address on Tuesday. On Monday, he said that Ukraine had retaken 6,000 square kilometers in a recent uh, counteroffensive last week. Uh, he, Ukrainian officials, though, say it is more important to make a distinction between taking territory and ensuring that the territory itself is safe. Right, so it doesn't mean, like, there aren't still... Russian forces there just means they've they've overtaken most of the Russian forces. Uh, yes, but but look, this you say now it is not true. According to the right media, uh, <laughs> we are uh, going through uh, things are going terrific. According to Russian media, and you need to listen to them, not to the very unpolite and not true uh, uh, Reuters media from the West. <laughs> <laughs> The leftist uh, writers. You know, those those uh, biased <laughs> journalists there over at the Reuters. <laughs> yes, we are doing terrific. I promise. Uh, yeah, uh, this. I mean, it's interesting. 10,000 square kilometers in less than a week is like crazy amount of... Obviously, yeah. this is being backed by all the U.S. weapons that were just sent there. Obviously, that's right. helping out a lot. And I think that's really what this shows is that the U.S. Um, supplying billions of dollars worth of weapons uh, is enough to take Ukraine and make them as powerful as uh, Russia, which is like a you know a nuclear power who has tons of weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just shows that um, what the U.S. can do, I guess, with our when we spend all our money on on weapons. <laughs> Instead of you know giving people healthcare and things like that, but 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 Luke, you're not the only country that's using a lot of money. 
like Russia says uh, people think they used 300 million to sway foreign votes in the elections. Uh. The U.S. expects that Russia will increasingly turn to covert political finances in the coming months to undermine international sanctions uh, over the war in Ukraine. Okay. A official brief... Sorry, an official brief reporters by phone on a review by the U.S. Intelligence Committee on Russia's efforts to influence other countries' politics. It found that Russia has transferred more than $300 million to foreign political parties, officials, and politicians in more than two dozen countries since 2014. Uh, the official said the efforts include funding for think tanks and far-right nationalist parties, uh, and these were an attempt to manipulate democracies from the inside. The officials did not detail which countries Russian influences targeted or provided or provided any specific evidence to lay out the claims of secret financing. So, hmm. no ed evidence or even where this was happening hmm. or anything, but that that's what they're saying. Hmm. The Russian embassy hmm. in Washington did not immediately <laughs> respond for a request for comment, so... Yes, because we don't uh, really talk about bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I I don't not believe that they're uh, sending money to influence political campaigns in no, other countries. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I just think that lots of countries are doing the exact same thing. Yes. I, the U.S. is doing it. China's doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if Norway's oh, yeah. doing it. Oh no, wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah. If 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 Norway really wants to have something like like a Norwegian factory built in Hawana, I'm sure we sent some money there to help the officials, like coming up with license to build there and things like that. There's a lot of corruption under and around the table. Sure. Yeah. And. People are very, very, very. Um, uh, I, I, I won't use the word stupid, but um, uh, a little naive thinking that Russia is the only one that does it. Yeah, speaking of Havana, a top US official casts fresh doubt on sensational Havana syndrome claims. Remember us what? talking about this like many times for years and years and years? <laughs> I do. Uh, the top state official counterclaims that have circulated widely among members of Congress and the news media, uh, which say it, he says in a new interview, there is no evidence that any external actors caused the Vanna syndrome health incidents, which were reported in recent years by over 1,100 U.S. diplomats. Uh, and spies. Comments by Brian Nichols, Assistant Secretary of State for Western Hemisphere Affairs, are especially striking given they come at the time when the CIA and State Department have just begun making arrangements uh, for compensation with payments of up to $189,000 for both current and mm -hmm. former U.S. officials suffering from unexplained brain injuries under the law, uh, the Havana Act. This was passed by Congress last year and signed by President Biden. Even though the mm -hmm. payments go out, Yahoo News investigation has found there is mounting skepticism, skepticism even among senior officials about a key underlying premise of the new law, that the symptoms associated with Havana Syndrome, which the government formally re 
refers to as AHI can be linked to any in any way to a foreign power. Um, Nick, of course it's not the foreign power, it's the crickets. It's the crickets, yeah. <laughs> the, the, but uh, maybe a foreign power is planting crickets in different countries. That's it. There yeah. we have it. We have not That's identified... That's what they really were work, working on uh, uh, in, in that lab in China. <laughs> right. We have not identified any outside casualty in any anonymous... Anomalous health events, said Nichols. Um, the remarks by Nichols, who oversees Cuba policy uh, for the State Department, echoes, but in some respect, go beyond re- recent comments by the CIA the agency, that the agency had not found any foreign actors, including Russia, to be responsible for a sustained global campaign on the scale of what has been reported with Havana Syndrome. There you go. So, that was a little update. There's more people coming out. Uh, saying that it, there's no, they don't know what it is still, and they don't have any proof that it was done by any foreign power. But now we're paying people for something that we don't know what it is, or or where it came from, or even if it's real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems a little strange to be paying this money out when we haven't done enough research to <laughs> prove that it's true or not. It's real, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't I don't think I don't think it's real. Uh, that's one. And I don't I think they should have used as much money on it as they did. <laughs> I feel like there's some other, um, like it it's being used as a way to funnel money to to uh, CIA spies under the guise of Havana Syndrome, but it, that money, I think, is being used for other uh, black projects and things like that, is my guess, right? Does that make sense? Right, so yeah. they're using it as a cover. For something else, yeah. That's what I yes. see happening here, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did... Uh, I mean, they're all. sending this money all over the world, because these... CIA spies and diplomats are all over the world, so yeah, it's uh, when you think about it that way, it's very possible that it could be used being that money could be being used for something else other than Hmm. compensation, quote unquote, for something that may or may not exist. May or not, yes, that's the problem, right? Well. We are just conspiracy theorists. Look, that is the problem. We think everything. That is, is that is technically an actual conspiracy theory that I just because I'm <laughs> saying that people are conspiring together to like defraud the government. Basically, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's why I. That's why I pointed it out. Yeah, definitely. We are, well, sometimes we when people say theory. conspiracy theory, they don't like that. Doesn't actually entail like actual conspiracy. But that definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we we, what is our official stand on the Sunday Hook thing? We believed it happened, right? Oh yeah, I never okay. doubted any of those <laughs> things. Well, if you do, don't say it out loud. Trial uh, <laughs> to begin. Hey, it doesn't. It's a bit weird. It feels like a deja vu. A uh, trial set to uh, to begin in uh, Sunday Hook uh, hoax uh, case. 
Didn't we just have that? We did. A month after losing one nearly $50 million verdict, uh, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones is set to go on trial a second time for calling Sandy Hook Elementary shooting a hoax and causing several victims and families emotional and psychological harm. A six-member journey jury, sorry, from Connecticut will begin hearing evidence on Tuesday. Uh, the Connecticut case has a potential for a larger award than the last lawsuit because it involves three lawsuits, which have been consolidated into one that were filed by 15 plaintiffs, including relatives of the eight victims and a former FBI agent. Um, Jones, who yeah. runs Infowars uh, brand out of Austin, Texas, also faces a third trial uh, for the same thing, and that's that'll that's upcoming. A guy that likes to be banned on YouTube has an interview with him. You can look it up. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I thought, is it, how is he on? How is that on YouTube if he's banned on YouTube? He's he's back on YouTube. It wasn't. Like forever, it was a short ban. Oh, it was like a. Oh, I thought I thought he got because uh, he had been banned before already for like. I know, but I just like no, let him back. Okay, sure, all right, whatever. Uh, that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it probably. But I, so, <laughs> I I saw an interview with this FBI guy and I felt so fucking hor- horrible for him. Oh really? Like the the thing that he went through is pretty terrible. I think he was going yeah. So they started yesterday, but yesterday was more more or less the introduction to to uh, the jury and like things like that. So it w- I remember was, at the time a little bit more interesting that prevailing kind of online sentiment of like. Uh, skepticism about things like that. Like, it wasn't just that Mm -hmm. specific event. There were, like, YouTube channels and websites that were dedicated just to, like... I think it all started kind of with, you know, 9-11 truther kind of mentality. Oh, definitely. And then moved into all these other things, like different shootings and different events that had happened and uh, people going down that road of, like, if one thing's fake, everything must be fake. Um, And then... Alex Jones picked it up, and he had the biggest platform talking about it. Yeah, so there you go. Mm. Uh, okay, and some good and light and uh, fantastic news. Uh, there was this uh, solder in March in uh, Norway uh, for the LBTQ plus movement. Uh, because we they canceled the pride the parade when. There was a shooting, and uh, uh, this week they did the parade in solidarity. It was so col- colorful, and a lot of people showed up. Yeah, you can see it, like massive uh, event, like uh, in the middle of Oslo. Hundreds of people marched through the Norwegian capital on Saturday in an LGBT solidarity event to honor a pride parade that was canceled last June. After a deadly shooting, organizers stressed that the event Saturday was meant to be a substitute for the original parade, but rather a show of solidarity uh, to the to Norway's LBGT community. It was absolutely fantastic. A spokesman for Oslo Pride told Norwegian news agency NTB, "There is a sea of people who will show everyone that love 
that it is love that wins and we must have diversity and we must have a society where people can be allowed to be themselves without fear. There you go. Yeah, my dad went there. Nice. So, uh, with his wife. So, he said there was uh, very, very hard to get uh, down there because there was a lot of like police there. Well, and, uh, I mean, in this picture, the first picture up at the top, they're... Uh, they're marching on the public transit, which probably would make mm -hmm. it harder for people to get there. Uh, yeah. If you didn't have a car, especially, I guess. But the second picture up there, you can definitely see how many people were there, and it, it's massive. Uh, it, yeah, it's just massive. Like, the whole street is... Yeah, the yeah, street yeah. from one side to the other, like, building to building, totally filled, and then how far back do you think that goes? Yep. 200 oh, yards? Miles? Miles? Oh, okay, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, just yeah. from what we can see, it's probably 200 yards, yeah. But yeah, no, I was super proud of being Norwegian when I saw that. It was very, very, very cool. Uh, what is not so cool is that school shootings, like Sandy Hook, is blue being blamed because they have removed prayer from schools, Look, Televangelist Kev Kenneth Copeland aired an hour-long special uh, asserting that school shootings can be blamed entirely on a Scottish decision from 1963 uh, removing prayer from school. So we got the clip here from the craziest person maybe on the internet. <laughs> which is yes, like... because Alex Jones is not allowed anymore. <laughs> I mean, this guy, I don't know if this guy is crazier than some of the other crazies on the internet, like... This guy's been around longer and maybe is more uh, respected than some of those people. <laughs> I, I I think Kenneth Copeland is one of the worst human being alive. So he, I mean, he's creepy as fuck looking too. The guy looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a demon person, like something like that guy in Men in Black who has like a bug mm -hmm. living inside of his skin. That's what Kenneth Copeland looks like. He has a bug living inside of his skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's play it in three, two, one, play. Demo has assignments. Mm. If you want to know what's happening in schools, go back to schools. Okay, so when did the devil? Why is he? He looks like he's mad at that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> the devil used one atheist woman. One. One. One is one. It had to have been an atheist woman. Of course. One demon possessed woman. One oh, demon possessed woman. She was was okay. she an atheist or was she demon possessed? Because I don't think you can be both. If you're demon possessed, it's really hard to be an atheist. Court people that didn't have the. If, if I was demon possessed, I would probably no longer be an atheist because I would know there were demons, right? <laughs> we don't have Bibles in school. We can't pray in schools anymore. Oh yeah. Poor the people. devil used that woman to open to, to to cripple our schools and open the door to the schools and now the devil's going in there and killing children in schools. Okay. That's cool. not how that works. Uh I don't remember yeah, seeing how, like how is the budget Beelzebub? in American <laughs> <laughs> How is the budget uh, in American uh, uh, systems to give nuclear weapons to the devil. Are you using a lot of money on that, Luke? <laughs> yeah, I, it. 
you know, I'm, uh, is it, what are you suggesting? Well, he already said the one lady was possessed by demons. So is he suggesting that every school shooter is some kind of like that has been possessed by a demon from the devil? Is that what he's Who suggesting? Knows? I think that's what he's suggesting uh, in a roundabout way. But uh, uh, how old are you? You're, you're this guy is an old old man, and he still believes yeah, like fairy tale something. stories from like kindergarten. You know what I mean? It's just silly. Yeah. So uh, I believe that you can joke about almost everything. Uh, can, is there anything you can't joke with? Uh, definitely what nowadays. Uh, I mean, just look at what happened with uh, uh, Dave Chappelle joking about or, uh, yeah. uh, trans trans people. And I mean, there's definitely certain things that I guess you can joke about them, but you're going to there will be consequences. You know, that's the whole thing about free speech also. But yeah, there's free, right. free speech is totally acceptable in America. That doesn't mean you're not going to have consequences from that free speech. So I guess, yes, it's technically a, uh, you can joke about anything, but uh, you just have to accept the consequences that come with that, with what you said, I guess. Yeah, and I I think there's things that if I heard a joke about it, I would go like, uh, don't joke about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely certain t taboo topics that are, like, no touch, right. and I think Tron's gonna talk about this, but that, that, those, the number of topics that those, that are under that banner is kind of growing, it has gro grown, mm -hmm. and that could be seen as a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. Yeah, let's, uh, hear about it when, uh, Tron telling the truth, can you joke about serious topics? Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Last time I talked about trust, the trust I had in politics because of my humor. So, I'm going to talk a little bit now, hearing Tron Tells the Truth, about why some people laugh about the things that you do. Why does all the people necessarily laugh for things? And why do some professionals laugh for things that's weird? To talk about that, I have to go back to my, my background. My father was a psychiatrist. He worked with people who had suicide, suicidal thoughts, for over 30 years. My mother worked as a psychiatric hospital. She was a nurse. I've been working with prostitutes, violence, drug addicts, and everything. I have friends who have been to the war see people blown away into pieces. People have seen friends die. Do those people have the right to have humor? Do they have the right to laugh? And is it sometimes their humor can be a little bit weird, strange, dark, come from another place? It doesn't something... Can you joke with somebody something who is very serious? Yes, you can. And sometimes you just have to do it because it's the only way you survive. I see a lot of hard things in my job. A lot of my political colleagues don't see those hard things in their work. I've been doing that for over 30 years. Many of my other friends and colleagues have done the same. So we are a bunch of people who understand each other. People who know this world we are in, they understand it because they know what we're working with. That's why sometimes things can be a little bit complicated. Some young people always think I have a, like, 
idealistic view on the world. And that's good. You should have. And you should keep on having that even when you meet the hard brutality of life. But sometimes you have to adjust the course a little. You have to understand that people who are older than you and say and they act in some different ways. It's not for because they are evil, they don't know, they have not had the same knowledge. That's the knowledge they do have. That's why they act like they do. There are some things like old, older people don't prioritize as young people do. Younger people are more for liberation or gay and trans gender rights or the environment and so on. But as the, those cases grow older and older, more and more people are on board. But again, there are a difference. Because a lot of things young people don't work with, don't have as their livelihood. A lot of us have our livelihood longer than they have lived. I do have a dark sense of humor, a brutal sense of humor sometimes. I don't always show it. But I also used to show people when I do this segment that I have it. I can be hard criticism. I can use the full language sometimes. But Jesus Christ, my segment is pictured with me in a devil suit. You can mix humor and serious things in one segment. And people will understand it. You over-dramatize something to make point on another thing. That's very normal. A lot of comedians have done it. Uh, a lot of talk show hosts have done it for years. But there come in a time when this is not possible as much. I don't want to talk about cancel culture. We have a culture shift where you cannot have any errors. You cannot say anything wrong. On that, not something you just are on, on the left, on the right, is in the middle. It's consuming society. We are so fucking afraid to talk loud and do the wrong thing. And do we do the wrong thing and say the wrong thing? Sometimes. We just have to go to fucking jail. I've been living so long that I'm not fucking going to jail. And I'm not fucking going to step down because somebody cannot take the fucking heat. Oh, I said fucking again? Yes, I did. Maybe my political career is over. I don't know. It looks like it. But one thing I will not have on my reputation is that I'm not loyal that I'm harassing my colleagues and get a lot of bullshit just because I say things in a different manner not way that they like it I've seen a lot of shit in politics and sometimes those people are most behaving nicely always saying the right things are the biggest fucking assholes who will stab you in the back no matter what I'm not that kind of person. I don't like to believe I'm that person. But we all have mistakes during politics. But I acknowledge the mistakes I've done. A lot of other people, they don't. No, I did not talk about my political party, some of my party members believe. I talk about politics in general, society in general. We have to laugh a little more. We have to take our suit and tie and be more free. Because now we are prisoners of our own faults, of our own perfectionism. Because perfect doesn't exist. 
we have to laugh, joke at ourselves, and joke with the others. Not humiliate. Just have a fucking good laugh. Because that's what we need in society. We have climate change, war, and then another war, and maybe a fucking civil war, and a fucking revolution. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, knock, knock. Uh, who's there? Uh, TV round. The TV round, okay. Uh, yes. I'm going to start because I've seen ten shows this week. That's yes, massive. Yeah, I mean, it is sweeps, yes. sweeps month, so I'm not surprised. There's a lot of shows coming out. Uh-huh. Um, why did I watch The Deadliest Catch, The Viking Returns, you ask? When I hate The Deadliest Catch shows? Well, I can read you the description and maybe you will find out why. Okay. When the Alaskan Red Kang, King Crab uh, uh, fishery shuts down for the first time in 24 years, Bering Sea veteran uh, Sig Hansen is forced to look for opportunities elsewhere. Deciding to risk it all, he sets sights on a promising new fishing ground where the King Crab is uh, invasive species. His ancestral home of Norway. Yes. So oh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yes. I wanted to see how they were portraying Norway and also... Did you, like, so you watched the original, like, back in the day, whenever yes. it came out? Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm not sure if it, that original is still even on air, but I remember watching the first season or first few seasons of it. And he was it's probably totally okay. the most, one of the more interesting characters, so... Yeah, I, I think Sig is, is the best. Uh, I And I also very much like the one that died not long time ago. Oh, okay. Well, I, rem- yeah. I remember hearing about that. I don't remember which one it was, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds interesting. Uh, but yeah, no... I think I think how Norway got betrayed in the show was interesting. I also thought it was kind of like it's interesting to see how he uh, kind of m- move, moved like uh, his goals according to like the Norwegian fishing government and things like that. Right. Because he he's going to fish for king crabs and they lost a lot of value. So instead of doing that, he all, all of a sudden decided to fish tr- uh, troll crabs instead. Something that uh, he thinks that he wants to be like the uh, invest in instigator for. But um, I I don't think this is going to be super interesting if you don't really like. I wanted to see uh, like uh, from the sea in Norway, and I wanted to see where they were in Norway and things like that. So for me, it was maybe more interesting than others, other people. But I will give it a five point five. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably if you've seen the original, it's probably pretty pretty much like that. Um, yeah. Rick and Morty's back, season six. Uh, it is. It's still Rick and Morty. I don't know. It's funny, but has the some of the jokes I think have run their course. Uh, but I think overall, it's still funny and well put together as like storyline wise. Um, I very much like the first episode being so meta. It's very meta. I mean, there's a lot of meta stuff yeah. in Rick and Morty. You know, like definitely. Right. But this was. Uh, they broke the fourth wall a number of times in this mm-hmm. 
pointing out, oh, this, it's one of these kind of episodes or something like that. Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's still fun. It's there's not a whole lot to say about it other than it's Rick and Morty, right? It didn't get worse mm-hmm. or better or anything in in that sense. Um, it feels like they're trying to flush. It, it does feel like they're trying to fit a lot of storyline into each episode, um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is horrible, but it feels a little uh, jam packed each episode. But overall, it's still good. I'll give it a seven point five. Cool. I saw Wedding Season on Hulu, or Disney Plus, according, well, Disney Plus in, in Norway. Right, yeah, yeah, It yeah. came out on, in Hulu. It's uh, the story about Katie and Stefan that uh, uh, fall for each other, and they begin an affair, uh, despite uh, one of them having a fiancé, and then... Uh, Two, I think it's two or three months later at her wedding, uh, her husband and his entire family is murdered, and they of course think Stefan did it, and okay. Stefan thinks Kate did it, and no one knows what the true truth is. This is very funny. I very, very, very much like this show. Um, it was very, it felt very fresh, and it was kind of like. Yeah, I, I wanted to see like uh, what the ending of the show was and things like that. Right. Uh, I'm go. I'm actually going to give it an eight. I I think I, it's that good. I uh, I really recommend it. Okay, I'm seeing that it's on Netflix in America. That's what Google. Oh, that's okay. what Google's telling me at least. If if that's the same show. Cool. Uh, I saw. Let's talk about in the imperfects. I guess. Yeah, let's. Is this based off of something that I should know about? Yes. Uh, well, not that you should know about, but it's based on something. It's based off of a com- comic uh, or something, a graphic novel. I think novel. it's based on a book, book or a graphic novel, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because uh, it's about three younger people. I wouldn't say they're kids, because the one, one of them is, like, drinking and, you know, smoking... Or drinking and going to bars and stuff, so she has to be over twenty one, obviously, right? The one right. rocker chick. So, uh, I would say young people. There's three young people who have been taking these pills for we don't really know how long, but uh, for a while, uh, they stop getting their pills, and all of a sudden they start gaining superpowers. Right? Is that well? Right. Yeah, or powers of a, of some type. Um, and it's kind of the story of their them trying to come to copes with that and then also Mm -hmm. figuring out there's a mystery of like who did this to them or why did they do this to them right yeah right i looked it up it's not based on anything actually no it feels like it should be based off a graphic novel or something or a comic book i I just look at uh, at their wikipedia and uh, it says that uh, about the development, it says the show will base their main character powers on the legendary creatures as Banshee, uh, oh, yeah, they... and the Shubacabra. Right, they say that even in the sh- show, they're like, uh, what, what did she say? A Banshee, a Chupacabra, and a. Right. What was the last one? Uh, uh, a Oh, right. I, I think they said a Siren, though, which is kind of the same thing. Right. Um, kind of, because she has like pheromones that bring people that attract people to her, right? Yeah. 
But did you like this? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I very much like this. Some of the acting is not top-notch. Feels a little CW-level acting, right? Uh, yeah. And can camera work. But the story's very good. Special effects-wise, the werewolf, kind of silly-looking. Very silly. I don't know. What would you think about the special effects, I guess? Yeah, no, the, the special effects were very silly, especially when when uh, when he turns into the werewolf, because the werewolf looks doesn't really look like a werewolf. looks like a werewolf uh, mixed with gems on their back. <laughs> oh, like a dinosaur yeah. werewolf or dinosaur, something. Dinosaur, yeah. Because yeah. it's got like these... But, uh, it's got like spines sp on his head. Spikes. Yeah. Yeah, the spikes didn't like fit in there. I think it's supposed then, to make it look more like uh, badass, but it just kind of makes right. it look silly. But it makes it look silly. Yeah, exactly. What what would you give it? Uh, I mean, it's decent. There's certain things that are not great about it. I'd probably give it a six. A uh, six. I'll give it a six. Oh, okay. You're that low. Uh, I'm actually at a seven point five. I really digged it. Uh, I saw. I saw all, all of it pretty fast, and and I I didn't want to quit watching it, and it was like it's yeah. definitely bingeable. I, yeah, I, I agree had, with that. I had very much fun with it. Okay, let's talk about something I didn't have that much fun with. Gutsy. Um, holy shit! Uh, this is on Apple TV Plus. It's uh, Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton. Oh yeah. Talk to uninteresting people about women. Well, they talk to women about women's power and how uh, hard it is to be a woman in a woman's world, where women don't have it good. Women, women, and how bad men are. Women, women, and uh, Hillary how Clinton women has had like be women, women. One of the most privileged lives of anybody in the entire world. I want to and then Chelsea Clinton has had even more privileged life than that. So I, I don't want to hear it, but continue. What, what do you mean women 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 women? Yep. That is uh what I have to say about it. It's it's terrible. I I told you about this and I had problem telling you what it was about because it's so stupid. Like they like the first one is like oh women aren't funny is the uh, the first one where okay. they are invest investigating and and it's just like it the people they are talking about is uninteresting. The, Who says I the guess way they are at do they talk hmm? to people because if the so what you're saying is each episode is like a different topic they're investigating. Right. Do they go yes. talk to somebody who does say women aren't funny? Because I've never no. met those no. people. Uh, okay. No, they don't. Because that would be interesting it's, if they found somebody who actually... It's like it doesn't fucking exist, Luke. Well, there must be somebody out there saying it, but I, I don't never met those people. <laughs> Me neither. And what does that say about it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think it says that they, it doesn't really exist. That's what I think. Possible. It's possible, I suppose. Possible. Yeah. Very possible. But yeah, no, it was a shit, shit show. Uh, I will give it a, a, a two. A two. All right, so tell me lies on Hulu. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. 
this had a lot of 90s music going on in it, I noticed, for some yeah. reason. Uh, this felt like a show written by somebody who never really had all that many problems in their life. <laughs> like, yes. that the biggest problems they ever had is, like, one of their friends died at some point, and they, it was very upsetting to them. And that was, like, the biggest problem they ever had. Oh, that's funny. I mean, it, the story, like, just doesn't... It has no, like, uh, anything... It doesn't have any substance to, like, grab onto. Did you, you watch this, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, it just felt like... I mean, even at one point, the, she's like, uh, Oh, what's he like? Uh, and the one girl goes, Well, he went to public school. And that's, like, the first... <laughs> characteristic of him as a human being so what does that say about the person who wrote this it's that they only identify with rich people to me that's what that says mm. to me you know what i mean that you can identify somebody as a person by saying oh they went to public school that's like oh that now i know what they're like as a person <laughs> right that's so weird mm -hmm. but that's like the whole thing about this show is like it kind of a uh, it lives in a bubble in a way I did not like this show. <laughs> it's about a, a girl who goes to college, she's a freshman in college, and she's being charmed by a guy who, what, has multiple other girlfriends in college, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the bad part, but uh, her friend dies, and at least in the first episode, we don't know why or who, um, who did it, so... Uh, yeah, I need to see a second just... episode. I just started it last night, so... It's just bad. I, I'm not sure I can uh, watch more than two episodes. Uh, it was very think, boring. I'm gonna have a rough time getting through one more. To be yes. honest, yeah. I think my main problem is that I, I kind of like Grace One Pattern, but but she's just like like you said. It it felt very boring and it felt very like. Absolutely nothing. But uh, I have to say, yeah, no, I give this a uh, 3.5. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I would... Geez. What would you give it? I'm trying to think, because, like, some of the acting was fine. The storyline is super boring. The camera work is pretty mm -hmm. mediocre, so uh, I'll give it a 4. Okay. Yeah, we're pretty close, but, yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on the Netflix. This is an. I'm sorry, animated... what? Cyberpunk Edge Runners. That sounds inherently sexual for some reason. <laughs> Why? I I don't know. It just does. <laughs> That's absolutely nothing sexual. I know. It just sounds sexual for some reason. Okay. Edge Runners and yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but yeah, no, it's uh, uh, set in the uh, cyberpunk uh, twenty twenty seven uh, universe. If you know that from the it's video game, yeah, yes, the video game. Uh, but it's 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 a stand standalone sto story that has nothing to do with the video game. Oh, uh, ten episodes. Uh, it's about the street kid that tries to survive. Uh, technology and uh, things like that uh, in the city and he chooses to uh, become an edge runner and that's like a mer mercenary uh, so uh, that's kind of uh, cool 
the animation is cool. I also kind of like the the whole setting. I I I like cyberpunk as a setting. Too bad the game was so shitty. Right. But um, uh, I will give this a six point five. I think. Yeah, six point five. This is kind of like a Matrix Reloaded kind of thing. Kind of. Right. Okay. Um, I saw. Uh, I guess raising an effing star. This was on the E Network. Um, okay. you didn't watch this, did you? Reality show. No. no. Have you ever seen Dance Moms? Yes. This is kind of like that, except they they follow around three. You know, uh, they call them momagers, but moms who are like taking their kids and putting them... One of them's going to be a rapper. One of them's going to be a dancer slash mm. uh, singer. Uh, you know, they're all, like, trying to make... Turn their children into celebrities. It It's pretty awful. Um, okay. Because these, these women treat their children like commodities to be, like, used up and cre- to, like, fix their life, right? Um, the one lady is, like says to her daughter, I've put a half million dollars into you and you need to pay that back. Uh, like, putting that pressure on her daughter before she's even famous or anything. Like, you have to, you're going to have to pay me, you're going to have to make at least a half a million dollars to even start making money. You know what I mean? And that's coming from her mother. Like, the mother is like, uh, I don't know, it's just very weirdly creepy dance moms vibes. You know what I mean? Where they're just Mm. pushing them too hard to like, be what they want them to be, but does the kid really want to do that? You know, because it's like a 10 year old, they don't really know what they want in life yet. Mm. Um, yeah, it got that weird vibe of like also like a you know, a sports parent who pushes their kid way too hard to do something that maybe the kid doesn't necessarily want to do. It's a almost abuse, abuse level, uh, you know, uh. It it's really it's creepy and weird. I'd give the show maybe a uh, a one point five. Okay, I saw last light, but I'm actually not going to talk about it because I'm going to wait until you have seen it. So we will talk about it probably next week. Okay. Uh, so I will skip that. Uh, but I will talk about the Serpent Queen because that is on stars. It, uh, if you had to guess, <laughs> what do you think it is about? Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Would you think it is a, uh, a period drama? I mean, it sounds like something based off of some kind of like uh, Greek or Roman mythology or something, right? Right, but uh, it is a period drama. Uh, um, and they are in the 16th century... French Court. Um, it's about Catherine de Medici. I think she was, uh, uh, she was the Queen of France in the sixteen hundreds, and she got married into the French Court as a orphan teenager. So it's about her. I should. I think she ruled France France for like fifty years or something. Okay. But but. Um, is it any good? Um, no. <laughs> it's uh, 
this felt very much like a CW show uh, filled with soap drama shit, uninteresting characters with uninteresting uh, stories to tell. Uh, oh no, I I have to live a privileged life in France. I feel so depressed. Right. Kind of show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't really work with me. So I will give it a four and say that I'm not going to watch more than two episodes. Okay. Uh, I've only seen one more thing that I know you saw. So if you have anything else... Mm-hmm. Uh, any other shows? No. Okay, we no, both saw Monarch mm-hmm. uh, on Fox. Mm, this is about sure did. a family who owns a record label, country western record label. Uh, yeah. The mother, uh, we find out in the beginning, they're doing like a final concert because apparently the mother's going to die soon. That's what we find out. Uh, and then it's kind of... Well, she has cancer. We, well, yeah. We find out that she's going to die soon, and uh, it's about the struggle between, like, the siblings and the dad trying to come to terms with that, both personal life and the fact that they have a family business, so there's, like, power struggles mm. within the family business, who's going to take over uh, her spot and things like that. So it's very... Mm, soap opery, yeah. It's uh, I would call it. It's almost like uh, the one where they hunt uh, for for oil. Uh, uh, is it Des- Destiny? It's called no, not Destiny. Oh, the one that was based- Dynasty. Yeah, based off of another Dyn- show from like back in yeah. the day, Dynasty. Yeah. Yes. Um. Uh, but it has Susan Sarandon in it for some fucking reason. At least one episode. Uh, if she doesn't die in the first episode. Spoilers. And, and Trace Adkins, uh, who is yeah. not a great actor, but at least they don't He's give a him a whole lot. Actor. At least they don't give him a whole lot of lines because even when he is right. on screen, he maybe does two lines max per scene that he's in. Right. And he flubs those up. He does flub, yeah, flub no. them up, yeah. But he's got such a great voice, though, Fro. Don't fucking care. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, other than the terrible, terrible, terrible acting of Trace Atkins, uh, you're not going to like this, but I really, really It's not good, though. It's a terrible show. I know. Even Susan Susan Sarandon's acting was not not great in this, and she is like a great actress. And somehow she was brought down by the rest of the people in this show. And the the dialogue, obviously the dialogue is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. But I think my... my, uh, I I really love the daughter. I love the daughter of Susan Sarandon. Which one? The one that's... Uh, spoilers for a show that nobody's going to watch. Uh, the one that's killing her. <laughs> I mean, it's only episode one, so it's not like you're spoiling the series. <laughs> you're just spoiling the end of episode one at this point. You know what I mean? Like yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 and I know it's bad. I know it's it's so very bad. bad. Yeah, but 
I, <laughs> but I, I enjoy this on the same level as I enjoy keeping up with the Kardashians. So I am going to watch uh, the show, and I'm. <laughs> I honestly would probably rather watch an, a season of Kardashians in, instead of this. And that's saying a lot for me. But you don't you don't like country music either. There's a lot of music. Well, yeah, the, the one positive thing was I was able to fast forward through a bunch of this show because <laughs> it was just show with country music. I, I wouldn't say half. I would say a quarter of it is like them singing, <laughs> and so you you can fast forward through fast forward through that bits, and you're you're not gonna miss anything. But yeah, no. But I, I, I will agree to give this a three or, or uh, I think. But 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 the thing for for me personally, it's an eight. But I, it's a shit show, so I will give it a three. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <coughs> a, should I go? I gotta go lower than you, so I guess I'll go a two point five. I think cool. a two point five three is pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah. In the ballpark, I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got a 30 percent there. So we're like, you know, okay. we're, we're all okay. in the same kind of boat. Yep. It would not uh, surprise me if this gets canceled after like five episodes. Yeah, no, I would not be. Well, it's on Fox, so maybe the people watching Fox, you know, maybe have a better feeling for the show than other people would, I guess. Yeah, I need NFL to do something better than than this. Anyway, uh, Sandman, episode 6. Episode 6, the sound of her wings. Feeling a, a bit rudderless, Morpheus shadows his hardworking big sister, who offers him advice and encourages him to reconnect with an old acquaintance. Uh, uh, his big sister being death, obviously. Well, not obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, once you watch the episode, you'll realize that that's who they're, she's portraying. Um... I like this episode. It's not as good as last week's, uh, but I think that's uh, kind of a flash, flash episode that uh, we will probably never get back. Uh, right, and you uh, even said that was your favorite part of the 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 book or the I guess the uh, the novel, right? So yes, um, maybe that's just the best part of the. But it is kind of interesting because most of the time with shows. We see that the least interesting episodes they stick at like episode five six when it's a right. ten episode uh, series, and the, Not the two most interesting episodes <laughs> so far have been episode five yeah. and six, which I yes. find very interesting um, as far as like the way the show is paced. Uh, mm -hmm. It just makes me feel it, it feels more interesting. It feels more dynamic. It doesn't feel mm -hmm. cookie cutter. Like it could feel cookie cutter if you were to do, you know, the standard which everybody else does. So in that sense, I really liked just the pacing of the show in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, but this episode wasn't, yeah, definitely wasn't as good as the last one. So that might influence our scores slightly, you know what I mean? Like, if we would have watched yeah. this episode in a vacuum, it might get a higher score, but I would mm -hmm. give it a 7.5. Yeah, and I will give it an 8.5. Yeah, so, we're halfway through the show now, so... We're halfway there, oh, oh living on a prayer... Uh, are you ready to see who was betting the worst or best during the Emmy Awards? Yeah, I like no, I didn't see any of the uh, results. I think I saw Me neither. I, the one I was spoiled by best uh, supporting lead actress. I think I saw like an, a news article headline, 
just going through the news, you know, uh-huh. but I don't think I've seen any other than that. So, uh, yeah, you go ahead and uh, read the categories, and I will uh, say who won and who lost. Okay. Uh, let's see. We are doing it from Outstanding Supporting Actress, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, drama Supporting Actress is the first one we're doing. Right, and that was Julia Gardner for Ozark one. Okay, uh, and you got a point there. I picked Christina Ricci. Outstanding supporter for an actor in a drama series was Matthew McFadden for Succession. And you would pick uh, Kieran Culkin, and I had picked uh, Park Han So for Squid Game, so no points there. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series uh, was Cheryl Lee Rolfe for Abbott Elementary. Uh, no points there. Uh, neither of us got a point. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. I picked Henry Winkler. You picked uh, Bowen Yang. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Then we have... Outstanding lead actress in a drama series was Zendaya for Euphoria. You got a point there. I was going to pick Zendaya, uh, but mm-hmm. I ended up going with something different just to make it interesting. Outstanding lead actor in the drama series was uh, Lee Young Ji for Squid Game. No points there. Uh, let me see. Is that right? What did I pick? Yeah, no points there. I think you picked Bob Odenkirk, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Outstanding lead actress in the Oh, wait, no. Was, hmm? I crossed you no. out, and then you did pick Zhang Ji. Yeah, because you, ah. you had said you were going to do Odenkirk, and then I crossed <laughs> it out. Okay, so you did get a point there. Another point for free. Oh, cool. Okay. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series was Jean Smart for Hacks. Uh, you would pick. Uh, I got a point there. Uh, you had picked Ella Fanning. Mm-hmm. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series was Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Sadly. Uh, another point there. Fro is running away with this. Hey. Outstanding competition program was Lisa. Watch out for the big girls. I guess we should have known that that was gonna be the one that yeah, won because it was like the only new show. That. Yeah. But neither of us got a point there. Yeah. Outstanding limited anthology or anthology series was The White Lotus. No points there. Yeah, sad. Uh, outstanding drama series was Succession. Um, No points there. And outstanding comedy series was Ted Lasso. Uh, and no points there. But I am surprised by that just because it's one... I feel like it's one... Multiple years at this point. Last year, yeah. yeah. So, what is the results? Uh, you got one, two, three, four points, and I got one point. So, I did not do great. <laughs> you would have gotten a point if you picked Sadaya. So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I just changed over to make it make it more interesting, but it made it less interesting yeah. when I think about it. Uh, so, there you go. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, Twitter users lambast Sky for cutting John Oliver's jokes about the Queen. This is kind of funny. I don't ever watch these shows, but uh, apparently he made some jokes. I'm, I've heard a lot, like you were saying, there's been a number of people saying they're being censored for making jokes about the Queen, but UK viewers have taken to Twitter to go after Comcast-owned network Sky for apparently cutting two jokes related to Queen Elizabeth. <coughs> Excuse me. The HBO broadcast, which aired Sunday night in the U.S., Oliver opens with a joke about the president of Chile before saying, but obviously we need to start with the UK, which is still reeling from the shocking death of a 96-year-old woman from natural causes. Uh, it's a big moment for some reason. Absolutely everyone felt they had to weigh in from Crazy Frog, which tweets out uh, Rip to the Queen, right? So he just goes into like all the silly people, mm. Domino's UK and all that other stuff that we kind of <laughs> yeah. alluded to earlier. Um, yeah, and then they cut, it says, uh, Sky cut out your joke about the Queen last night. Any chance you could put it up here on Twitter? Right, so Twitter was kind of like, what I... the hell? Yeah, it's stupid that I cut it out. Like I said, it, I understand that people think they need to be in peace while mourning, but yeah. Uh, I mean, if the thing was to stop backlash from people getting mad about it, well, that didn't, because you just got backlash from the other people who were mad about it for a different reason, right? So that didn't really, if that was their mm. whole thing, then it didn't really work for them. Uh, Elon Musk uh, slams the rings of power. Why didn't he lay it like Lord of the Rings series look? Uh, he says, Tolkien is turning in his grave, the Tesla CEO and founder wrote on Twitter. Almost every male character so far is a coward, a jerk, or both. Uh, only Gadriel <laughs> is brave, smart, and nice. Uh, some Lord of the Rings fandom is upset with the show. Uh, Gadriel is played by Mordefer Clark in the Amazon series. Uh, Clark has defended his interpretation of the character. Um, Musk tweeted, tweet drew backlash from many users, including the Sandman author Neil Gaiman. He replied, Elon Musk doesn't come to me for advice on how to fail to buy Twitter, and I don't go him for advice on film, TV, <laughs> or literature criticism. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best comeback I think you could have, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have it in the news, but uh, yeah, uh, the Twitter uh, uh, people said yes to Elon Musk buying Twitter, and that is also kind of funny because he so doesn't want to buy Twitter and buy Twitter anymore. They're like <laughs> suing him to buy Twitter, so like he doesn't want to buy it, but for some reason they really want him to buy it, <laughs> which is weird. Well. Oh did you watch the Osborns when it aired? I watched a number of episodes. I wouldn't say I would like, you know, I didn't binge it or anything. I love that show. Um, it's so chaotic and so funny. But uh, now uh, they are maybe returning. At least Osborne uh, and Osborne announced their return to reality TV. Because their son is kind of doing it already with Portals to Hell. Well, remember we went to his website where he had all of his... He's got, like, a website for his production company. I remember w looking at it on the on the right. podcast, and he's got all these really terrible reality shows that we've seen mm -hmm. a number of them, uh, and they're all bad. But Ozzy and Oz, 
Osborne and Sharon Osborne will soon be back on the small screen for a new series called Home to Roost, which will document their journey back to the UK as they relocate to the English countryside, right? They're Ozzy, I read an article where he was like, I'm just done with America. I'm sick of this place. Right. Get me back yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, in this current climate of everything that's happening in the United States, the divisions between sides of politics and everything else, and he's older and very much not all there. Uh, so I think going in kind of going back to his uh, home uh, country and kind of living his life the rest of his life out there is kind of, that's kind of a sweet ending you know maybe he should read a book Luke I bet Ozzy's read a few books but not very many he doesn't seem like a uh, book reader to me but maybe I'm wrong where could he go if he wants a free book he could go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC he can get a free audiobook so he doesn't even have to read it he can just listen yeah. to the book he can get it for free one free audiobook from audible if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC get a free trial get a free book keep the book even if you cancel uh, and you won't be charged any money movie news HBO acquires Andrew Callaghan's uh, Channel 5 documentary about January 6th riot and it's produced by A24 so this I I, I mean we, we have followed Andrew since he started his uh, old channel uh, old gas no breaks right I didn't I'm even very... I didn't remember what it was called that's how long it's been uh, yeah, it's over a year now. Yeah. It helped that it uh, said what the uh, old YouTube channel was called in the article, I have to say. No, oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I would probably... I, yeah, I, I would have never remembered, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's very, very, very cool that he's taking his next project to HBO. Uh, that's such a big deal. I mean, he's like 25 years old. Right, not only that, that like... this is being uh, executive produced by Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareham uh, mm -hmm. of Tim and Eric, obviously Tim and Eric fame. Yeah. So that's another thing backing it that uh, makes me go, this is going to be good. A24 and uh, yes. Tim and Eric uh, yeah. are, are, are the production of it, not only... Like, when the production's good, you know they're going to hire good people to do the rest of it, I guess is my point. Um, yeah. And I love Andrew's humor. I like his uh, way, style of documentary. Right. I, I really like, like, how, how he allows people to talk themselves to death. And it's not only going to be about the January 6th stuff, but it says here the documentary will follow Callahan's wild RV journey through America in the months leading up to the to Capitol riot. So this is like, it, it's a road tri trip type, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Channel 5 uh, style thing, and then it ends yeah. with uh, the January 6th. So that, that whole journey is going to be interesting. Not only that, it's uh, been kind of out there that this was, this movie was going to happen for a while, and finally it's mm -hmm. getting picked up, so... Very, very happy to see that. Congratulations, Andrew. I'm kind of mad that it's on HBO, but it'll come out come somewhere. <laughs> I can watch it pretty soon. Right. Uh, move around. Do you watch movies, more movies than me this week? 
Maybe because I saw so much TV. Uh, yeah, but I saw something you've already seen, or I know you've already seen, because it came out on Netflix this week. Oh, that's right. You you saw it's Morphin Time. Yep, it's a uh, it's Morbin Time, everybody. It's a uh, Morbius. Mm-hmm. Uh. What a movie this was. I went into it with super low expectations, obviously, because everybody talks so much shit about this film. So I went into it knowing it was going to be bad. And even even that, that prepared me. But this was so nonsensical and so, like, kind of um, self-aggrandizing, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, It, like, was... Look how cool I am. Look how badass I am. And it's like... Uh, not really, and there's no real good guy in this, everybody's a bad guy, um, the acting's terrible, some of the special effects I guess were kind of cool, there's one saving grace of it, uh, a lot of action and flashiness, uh, you know, eye, eye vomit from the TV that you can look at, so, I, I don't know, I gave it a, jeez, I'll give it a, a two. A two. That sounds amazing. Yeah. What else did you watch? Honk for Jesus. Uh, there was a Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul is what it's called. It's supposed to be a mockumentary, but at some point during the movie, it forgets that it's a mockumentary and just starts shooting itself like a f- actual, like regular film. It like forgets about that, and then towards the end, it brings the mockumentary style just comes back up again, uh, and in that way, it feels really weird. Uh, like they, I don't know, like they filmed it all mockumentary, and then the, in the middle, they were like, "We got, we don't like this part. We're gonna cut it out mm. and, and do it a different way." Or so it just feels like the editing feels strange in that section. Um, it's a comedy about two uh, people who have this. Uh, church that's falling apart and they're trying to revamp it like they're trying to reopen it as like a new uh bigger like crazy church but there's another church mm-hmm. across like the way that is the rival church that decides they're going to op- they're going to open up the exact same day they are and so they're battling you know they're battling it out and uh they go on the street and that's why it's called honk for Jesus they go out there with signs to try to promote their church it kind of is funny. The concept is funny for about 20 minutes of the movie. All right. The concept mm. is like making fun of these uh, mega preacher evangelicals who like preach uh, the word of Jesus, but then go around in like a Bugatti with a giant diamond uh, ring and, you know, those kind of mega preachers. You know what I'm talking about? Mm hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's funny for about 20 minutes until it takes itself too seriously and can't really make fun of religion. It can only make fun of, like, the people. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Where it, it doesn't ever make fun of the religious aspect. It actually even takes right. the religious aspect seriously. Um, and that ruins kind of some of the satire. So, overall, I'd probably give this a 5.5. Oh. Well, I listened to uh, my best friend Luke, and I uh, watched I Came By this week. Uh, oh, I watched that last because, week? Or, or the week before, yeah. or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the week before. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
and uh, you said it was uh, you thought I would like it and you were 110% correct uh, it's about this artist uh, that uh, uh, does graffiti into the house of like the elite of the the um, uh, what what should I call it the, the country elite of the of the country thank you yeah. Uh, but then he sees his uh, secret in a in a cellar, and it <laughs> it gets some consequences. And uh, yeah, it uh, is very very British. It is very very crime. I thought it was uh, an eight look. I really really liked it. Yeah, very very good movie recommended to most people I guess it did feel very British um very British <laughs> the most British movie I've seen in quite a while yeah I saw unplugging uh, which I had on my list of things to see because I think this had 14% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, when it came out yeah mm. it's, it's currently even still has 14% on Rotten Tomatoes and I remember seeing us talking about this movie or like you know on the podcast and me being, I wrote it down to watch it because of how bad it is, not because of how good it is. Right. Um, right. It's about a couple, uh, who the wife is totally, uh, on her phone constantly. And the husband is, is upset about that because it's messing with their relationship. Uh, so he wants to take her out to a cabin out in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell service, where they can be alone together, you know, reconnect, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, mm. But it turns out there's something nefarious happening at this uh, resort, quote-unquote, that they were sent to. Like, it looks really pretty and everything, but as soon as they start to try to, like, leave or try to get in contact with anybody through, like, a cell phone or anything, weird things start to happen, right? Um, mm. Uh it's really bad. The mm. the whole concept of it sounds interesting, and then you watch it, and it's mm -hmm. really terrible. <laughs> um, mm. I would give it a... Jeez, I gotta go... Uh, it, it's Is it worse than Morbius? I think they're probably on the same level. I'll go with a two also oh, wow. for this. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Anything else? Uh, no, just the one we saw. So go ahead and do that. Yeah, and off the road. That was it with uh, Queen Latifah and Ludacris and Bow Bow Bridges. And uh, it sure was a movie that happened. Yeah, definitely uh, was a movie. The, there were some crazy lighting choices in this film. I don't know what they were going for as far as lighting choice. The uh, I call this movie the color of purple. <laughs> there was there was a scene where like this is a classic thing in film is to make like a room a, a like kind of light blue or dark blue mm -hmm. to like mimic moonlight to say oh it's nighttime right now. But for some reason mm -hmm. they went with vibrant purple for nighttime which <laughs> it was and very off-putting. Not a little purple, but very vibrant purple. Like there were neat, like there were uh, black lights in the sky above them, right. like gigantic alien spaceship-sized black lights, like rave, like the whole world was a rave or something. Yeah. Uh, Queen Latifah's uh, uh, hair looks strange 
I think it's wig. That's something I wrote down here. Oh. Uh, okay. Then I wrote down who, uh, who who is playing the sun, and then you made fun of me because I didn't recognize Ludacris. <laughs> yeah, they tried to put Pat. I don't think he's the son. Is he the brother or something or the cousin? No, he's the son. Is he's he the, the son? son? Okay. Of, of, yeah, yeah, of Queen Latifah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they try to put pass him off as kind of a younger person, but Ludacris is like in his late forties or something. So right. it's very awkward. Um, yeah, the the movie itself, like the horror aspects of it, I guess are somewhat interesting, but really. Uh, cheesy B level horror movie kind of stuff, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I really didn't like this. <laughs> Did we say what it was about yet? No, it's, it's about this girl called Brenda that tries to protect her family when a murderer. They're trying to. They're to moving home. to a different state, and they're all, like on the road trip, yeah. and they end up being chased, and they have to defend themselves. Yeah. That's it. That's pretty much it. And uh, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, but it, I, I, I think, I think sadly that it's not so bad that you can make fun of it. It's just boring and trite. It was very uh, randomly gory. Yes. There was just random gore in it that didn't really need to be there other than just shock value. Um, But it seemed to, like, kind of come out of nowhere in the movie Mm. uh, without any real purpose. Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'd give it a... It's probably a 3.5 for me. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, I mean, it was... I I could agree. I, I'm not going to recommend it to anybody, but if I had to watch it again, no. I'm not going to be, like, upset, I guess. Yeah, because it's, it's like I said, it's not as bad that you can make fun of it, but it's not as good as you can recommend it either. It's right. It's there. Hmm. It's a movie that was there, and it was a movie. That movie was. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever play like the lotto? No, I never gamble. You never gamble? No, I just it, because it you know has no appeal to me. I, uh, some people like to gamble. I, I just don't. I may. I'm too anxious to gamble. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. Um. I. I would bet money on things if I had money to do it. Uh, I don't really care about the odds. I don't. Do you think this movie is about gambling? I have no idea what this movie is about, and I don't even have all that much to say about it. But let's watch a trailer for Unfavorable Odd. Saying is that you can get any caliber of woman. I've seen. Have I seen this guy in something, or does he just look familiar to somebody? Oh, he looks like Mr. D from that comedy, that Canadian show. Oh yeah, but like that's not Mr. D. Absolutely not. Why does it make you so mad that I can? Oh my God, this looks awful. Get any woman. Yeah, I think not any woman. Love it. Why is the camera like uh, quality keep changing from shot to shot? Look at this camera quality compared to the camera qual to that camera quality. 
Yeah. They're like that. two totally different cameras. And that. <laughs> and this. And that. This that that, that and one. That. <laughs> the one we're at the they're at the desk is actually a good uh, like quality camera. Why is it so fuzzy? Oh my gosh. They like live in a fuzzy void. To redecorate his whole office. I forbid it. You leave? I might have to see Why this just because it looks so terrible. No. Oh my god, it looks awful. You got a better one? Trust your wife and come back home. That plan sucks. You don't understand women. I'm treating her the way that she deserves to be treated. Okay. Yeah. We need to talk. This is like the room level acting. This is, this is, uh... The best part is it's actually supposed to be a serious film. Like, if it was supposed to be, like, you know, a bad movie on purpose, you know what I mean? But it's, I don't think it is. I love one of the comments that says, uh, is this the dude bro version of a rom-com? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of... Wow. What a great! Wow! What a great, amazing I, trailer! I, I'm, 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 I'm flabbergasted. I, 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 I don't know what to say. <laughs> that was really bad. That's got to be the worst trailer we've seen this year, if not in the last few uh, years. Um, do you know what? It, uh, 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 with no comparison whatsoever, do you remember that African movie we saw with the birds? Uh, it was Nigerian or something, right? Nigerian, yes. Yeah, uh, I do remember the it movie. Was that, it was on that time kind of quality. I was gonna compare it to that raccoon movie, but like this is ta oh, yeah. that was made bad on purpose. This is made bad not on purpose, which makes you know a whole load of difference in my opinion. <coughs> wow, is this the dude bro, dude bro version of a rom? This is in, that's the best. Yeah, this is in theaters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hot anime babe nine and nine five one. Oh, don't you wanna says, hear what the movie? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Look, a neglectful husband makes an uh, unconventional bet with a womanizing playboy that he can seduce, that he can't seduce his wife. Uh, two point six out of ten on IMDb. Let's see, does it have any rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, audience score of fourteen percent. It's only got one review on Tomato Meter, so it doesn't have a score yet. Cool. Yep. Hot anime babe nine nine five four one. Uh, that I trust, by the way. <laughs> on YouTube. Who, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, yes. Who Who else would have that kind of name, bro? How the hell did this movie make it into theaters? This is lower quality than short films by made by teenage YouTubers in 2010. <laughs> it is, actually. <laughs> it is, yes. And I mean that tech, on the technical level. The audio is terrible mixed. Oh yeah, the audio was terrible mixed as well. And completely... Uh, 
constantly keeps cutting out. I thought I uh, was actually having a stroke or something <laughs> while cleaning the theater this was playing to, in today. Oh, that's why they saw it, because they were, in, they were cleaning the movie theater, and it was... Uh, nobody was in the theater, obviously, and it was playing, so nobody... Yeah, that right. makes... Yeah, okay. Uh, 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 there was, like, no reviews anywhere, but on IMDb, 1 out of 10, pathetic, from GGCVJKP11, uh, absolutely mm-hmm. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. The sound would stop and then kick in when a character was talking. It must have been filmed with an original iPhone. <laughs> It's, it seems like they did it with a lot of different versions of the iPhone from what we saw in the trailer. It was like one scene was shot with the iPhone 1, oh my one God. was done with the iPhone 3. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, gosh. <sighs> okay, uh, other things that are coming out. Uh, the Bengali was... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a writer from Louisiana embarks on a quest... To a part of India where no America American has ever gone. There she looks for her grandfather's descendants, the land he claimed to own, and the truth behind the story she grew up with. 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Is this a documentary or is this a movie? It, it's a it yeah, it's a it's a it's a film. Okay. Well, here's the documentary. Hockey Land. In northern Minnesota, senior boys from rival high school play hockey f- for a last chance to each their names into oh etch their names into local legends. This is eighty-seven percent on IMDb, eighty-six uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and two out of five of Common Sense Media. Uh, what is this called? About fate. Two strangers believe in love, but never seem to be able to find its true meaning. In a weird, oh, in a wild twist of events, fate puts each in the other's path on one stormy New Year's Eve. Wow, that sounds very generic. Five point eight out of ten on IMDb, sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, four point five out of five on Movie Insider, eighty-five percent of Google users liked it. Uh, This has Emma Roberts, Thomas Mann, Madeline Persh. Brahmastara, part one, Shiva. Oh, part one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an Indian-Hindian language fantasy adventure film written and directed by Aidan Mukherjee. It has 5.5 on IMDb, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, those I really trust, 3.5 from Times of India. Yeah, uh, of course. Medieval, the story of a 15th century Czech icon and warlord, Jean Zizaka, who defeated armies of the Teutronic Order and the Holy Roman Empire. That is a mouthful. Um, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's weird. Those are two very Mm. different scores. 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider. 85% 85% of Google users liked it. Um, looks like it's Czech. Yeah. Do you want to hear a spoiler look? Oh, the, it, one thing. It's got Michael Caine and Matthew mm. Good in it. So there's something good about it. Cool. Do you want to hear a, a spoiler? 
maybe, maybe not. Depends on what it's for. Yeah. It's uh, the movie I want to see the most this week because holy fuck, I want to see this movie. Uh, it's a barbarian. A young woman discovers the rental home she is booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend a night, but soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than an unexpected house guest. This has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 on IMDb, and 79% on Metacritic, and 83% of Google users like this movie. I have heard it is one of the most gross, uh, bloody movies that have ever been made, and I can't wait to see it. Okay. It has Bill Skarsgård in it, so... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh... Justin Long as well. The class. Six high school seniors are offered a last chance to graduate by taking a one-day makeup class on a Saturday. Oh, I thought it meant like a makeup class. No, um, to make up a class <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, the oh, students find funny. themselves sitting beside cl- uh, classmates they never took the time to get to know during their regular semesters. Uh, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, but 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 5 out of 5 on Facebook, though. Charlie Gillespie, Anthony Michael Hall, Debbie Gibson. Hmm, okay. Well, there's uh, Danish horror movies coming out as well, called Speak No Evil. Uh, A Danish family visit a Dutch family they met on a holiday. They're supposed to be idyllic weekend slowly start to unwheel as the Danes try to stay polite in the face on unpleasantness. This has 6.9 out of 10. On IMDb, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 80% on Metacritic, and 57% only percent of Google users like this movie. That's pretty low to have scores like 6.9 and 81 and 80. Especially since Google user reviews are usually always like one of the higher... Higher, yeah. yeah. Which is weird, but it usually is. Um, that is weird. Yeah, which movie do we want to watch most? You already said Barbarian, and I don't know. I think yeah. I got to agree with you because the rest of these don't really pique my interest too much, and the one the ones that seem like they could have been interesting have like super low ratings. I mean, I do want to see unfavorable odds just because it looks so me too bad. Yeah, like yeah, that is like like I said, that is the room level looking uh, bad. Yes, or the bicycle. Bicycle thing. What was it called? Birds on a bicycle or something like that. Uh, are you talking about Birdemic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming next week. News of the week. TV movies of the week. Sandman episode seven. Uh, I noticed a digital review of the Woman King, which I I've been assaulted by just a million ads for this, so I know what it's about, but. Yeah, I also have seen the trailer for this. They've been promoting it for like a month and a half here, like pretty constantly. So yeah, it's uh, it's really hyped up. It's, it looks um, looks fine. Looks interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jeremy round. Should we start with chess? Let's start with chess. 
So, uh, there are some rumors. Uh, take it with a tiny grain of salt, everybody. Right. Relax. Uh, that uh, there are suspicion that a, a player cheated against Magnus Carlsen and he left the tournament because of that. Uh, Did he win? So... Did he cheat and win or cheat and lose? Yes. Uh, he yes. cheated and won. Cheat and win one, yeah. Okay. And uh, it's how he had a streak of 53 unbeaten games and. Uh, this 19-year-old grandmaster that nobody has heard of uh, wins over him. I can understand why he thinks it's cheating. Uh, and uh, there are some suspicions that uh, are very up there. And uh, But he denies everything. So, But chaos has endured. There are really like people are on on both sides and it's kind of it's kind of hard to to follow to be honest how do you cheat at chess uh you get something like a like like a, a raspberry pi for example uh oh if you're playing computer. over over uh over a computer is that what happened no oh, okay no 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 it, like for example, you can have a Raspberry Pi in your shoes, and uh, and you can like have uh, them watch the movements that like you can record into the movement, and there's like a uh, internet over there, and th then they can feel some heat, for example, or uh, if oh. they do a bad move, or a cold if they do a good move, things like that. So they but, have uh, this they would have people like is... watching them and then doing uh, right. So not like an earpiece, but it would have to be something more uh... convoluted. Right. Okay. And sure. this guy is actually accused of ha ha having anal beads. <laughs> what, like something that buzzed in, in his butt? Yep. Yep. That's pretty c clever, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Because well, yeah. you would do, like, one buzz for good, two buzzes for bad, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. And you could mm -hmm. come up with, like, even more uh, intricate, like, uh, buzz patterns for different... Buzzing system. Yeah. Because, yeah. you, like, if you know, like, certain schools of chess, you could, you could tell them, oh, start doing this maneuver <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. By buzz seven times if you want, want me to start this... Uh, defense something like that yeah mm. but yeah so let's see if that gets more news yeah i saw a thing about it and then uh you sent an article about it too i saw somebody mm -hmm. talking about it on youtube or somewhere yeah th there's been a little discussion even here in america cool um I'm trying to think. Was there anything on YouTube this week? Uh, anything interesting on YouTube? I, I feel like there was something that I'm f totally forgetting about, but... Uh, yeah. Nothing really coming to mind for me. What about you? No, not really. I mean, uh, the H3H3 H3, uh, uh, battle was kind of funny. You didn't like it, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, when I was watching it, like, um, 
on YouTube, like on my TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't like it, but when I put it, when I was listening back to it, like just aud- in audio form, that's kind of where mm-hmm. it was more uh, digestible because I wasn't really, I was doing other things. It's on in the background. It's music, you know, that, that definitely, it worked for that. But when I was just sat down and tried to watch it like a show, like a television show or mm-hmm. something, it didn't work for me, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. It was it was it was not my favorite episode, but it was fine, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it I was really it. probably an hour worth of like a joke that's just you know, uh, it's all just the same joke. Each song was kind of the same joke over and over again. If that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Little Mermaid teaser trailer. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, there's been a lot of reaction to that, right? Some people are <laughs> people upset about like it, it, and a lot of people are super happy about it. Yeah. There's a lot of... Ra- How dare they? I mean, every time mermaid. you do anything different uh, to make, like, a, a black character, like with the Lord of the Rings thing or something, there's all there's this, this yeah. faction of morons that come out and think it's, uh, like, the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a mermaid. It's a fish person like what why are you you know what i mean like why do you care what color it is it's a fish person yeah. uh nikki tutorials got got married so congratulations on that who's that oh is that the lady from uh eurovision a few years ago yeah hmm. yeah okay yeah i remember her i don't watch her her stuff but i know who you're talking about me neither but i i follow eurovision blogs <laughs> oh yeah, the shoe nice interview. That was the thing I'm forgetting. Oh, the shoe nice interview. That was with uh, Umpaville did a sh- an interview with Shoe Nice, yeah. um, which he doesn't really do. He doesn't like he. He's kind of like the internet's biggest like uh, what troll. Well, troll, but also <laughs> what? What's a good word for it? Like weirdo. Like he's he's infamous yeah. he's infamous for being like the biggest weirdo on the internet eating just crazy stuff stuff just doing the yeah be, and also being a tr- huge troll yeah that definitely but the interview was super interesting I think uh, he did a good job of que- getting the questions across that I wanted to hear from Shoe Nice mm-hmm. uh, but that was definitely one of the most interesting. Uh, Interviews I've heard with Shoe Nice. I've I've seen him on H three and stuff like that, but this kind of like, uh, it seemed like he was talking to somebody he didn't already like have a rapport with. And when you have like an interviewer who is just trying to get those questions through, it's a little easier to get answers. I don't know if that makes sense. Instead of when you're yeah. friends with somebody, it's harder to like uh, get real uh, deep answers sometimes. A Tulsi uh, had an interview and. Uh, is going to have a longer documentary now with the Tiger King. Right, that I saw that. Kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt really bad for him. I mean, obviously he he makes you feel bad for him in in the interview, but it was only yeah. like a ten minute thing, and he said he's going to do more stuff. It was kind of a weird interview because even set it up in the video, but. He, it wasn't like a direct back and forth. It was like he sent him questions, right, and then he sent him back answers so it was right. yeah um but it was very interesting especially since it's a tozy like who's not like a mainstream or isn't isn't even like a news 
technically kind of person on uh, on YouTube. He's not like a Kyle Kalinske or something like that. He's like just a right. drama guy, kind of, most of the time. Um, really interesting get for him. I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. other people have tried to interview uh, Tiger King and haven't been able to, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how he got it. Such a random thing. I mean, he well. probably just tried and tried and tried and eventually kind of got through. Uh, yeah. And maybe, I don't know if they have, like, if he has YouTube in there, you know, in jail, or if he's able to even see who, who the guy he's talking to is or not, you know. Uh, from the interview, it sounded like know? he'd been in solitary confinement for, like, a really long time. Yeah. Which is sad. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, so Tosi's going to drop some clothing... Uh, and he's going to give fifty percent to to Joe, so that seemed like a good deal. Yeah, I mean, still a very him. like polarizing character. Some people still really hate him. Oh, yeah. some, I mean, he definitely did some bad things, uh, but he's kind of getting in trouble for something that he actually didn't do. You know, so yeah. right. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? No, I think those were the things that I had forgotten about on YouTube, as far as I can tell. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, how do you want to wrap it? Do you want to wrap it with silk, or do you want to wrap tin it foil with tinfoil? Uh, is always like a good foil? one. It keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to wrap it with a wrap, like a M&M del- wrap? An M&M wrap, or yeah, or like mm-hmm. a. Some kind of turkey wrap, yeah, something Ooh, like that. Turkey wrap. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.